Today, Jack, the show is all about you. You're in full control. It's about your favourite area, cap space. So, mate, that's me done. This is all about you. Go. First of all, hello to Jack. Good morning, Jack. Let's talk to Jack Duffin. Let's bring in Jack Duffin. In our Westminster studio is Jack Duffin. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Jack Duffin Cap Show on the Paul Brown Podcast Network. And we're back, show eight. So uh, we're on a Tuesday today. Um, just an advance warning for next week, we're going to be moving to a Wednesday just because Paul's going out to the game. So it's all a bit, all, a little bit moving around next week um, due to that. So uh, no, this week we're talking about the cornerback position. Very important position, um, growing more and more importance every year as we come passing league. But let's uh, just do a bit of Browns news first. So this week, Price was moved um, to the 53-man squad defensive tackle, and he was active yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I'm recording on Monday, so uh, yesterday was Sunday. When you're listening to it, it'll be Tuesday, so two days ago. Um, Lawrence was moved to the practice squad. And um, based on what Jeff Lloyd has said from Locked On Browns, we've heard they really like Lawrence, but the issue is he's not fully recovered from his injury. We obviously traded a seventh round pick for him before he was about to get cut. So um, I think it's one of them that they hope can turn it around, um, but they're just stashing him in there and seeing what happens. Um, Obviously, Terence Mitchell last week went on injury reserve. McKinnon was called up from the practice squad. And... We've seen Aaron Springs added to the practice squad to replace him. We had a switch at tight ends. Um, it was some chap, Farrow, and I forget what his surname was, is gone and replaced with another chap called Farrow Brown. Um, so no real news there. Doesn't really matter. Um, and I was calling for him last week. Dorsey obviously listens to the show. So hello, John. Thanks for uh, stopping by. Rashad Matthews. Been banging on. We need some uh, additions at wide receiver. And uh, fingers crossed he visited uh, today on Monday. So uh, we'll see what comes out of it. I think it's an important addition. If we were looking just to be building a team that was going four or five wins this year and sort of ready for the future, I don't think we'd make that move. I think now potentially with Higgins out for a few weeks, it could be worse. Um, We desperately need that addition at wide receiver. And I think he's just a solid player. Give him a one or two year contract and um, let's see what he can add. And in terms of money, I would guess it would be around the four to six million mark. But you never know. You get some crazy deals like Breland. His market just collapsed and he ended up with less than a million when he was asking for about eight um, a few weeks before that. So who knows? We'll see what happens. I hope he's added, but uh, come back to you soon. It's a much better addition than anything Des Bryant would have given us. He's a... Uh, He's going to come in and he's going to catch some balls. Baker needs some wide receivers that can catch balls because uh, they've not been doing it so far. So on to the main part of the show. We're talking about the cornerback position. So we've got 12 cornerbacks that we're paying this year. Um, six on the active roster. You've got Ward at 5.3 million, um, just shy of 3%. And Carry is on the same amount. You've got Gaines which is 3.865 million, which is 2.2%. 
Rice, who was inactive, interestingly, last game, is 630,000, which is 0.36%. Thomas um, is on 480,000, which is 0.27. And where he's not on the active roster for the whole season, McKinnon comes in at 367,059, which is 0.21%. And so in total, that's 9% um, on the roster and just under 16 million. If we look at the dead cap, we've got Joe Hayden, we're paying 3.6 million for, which is just over 2%. We've got Taylor, who we're paying 2 million to, which is 1.13%. percent McCourty is 625,000, which is 0.35%. So our dead cap comes in just over 3.5%, which is 6.225 million. Um, injury reserve, we've got two. We've got Mitchell, who is on 2.666 million. Uh, which is 1.5%. You've got Wilson, who's 528,000 um, and change at 0.3%. So hopefully we'll definitely see Mitchell back next season. Wilson's going to be an interesting one. They might keep him around. They might move him off. And then just one player on the practice squad, um, literally so small it doesn't matter, is Springs at less than 100,000. Um, so I won't get too bogged down in that. So the total of what we're paying is 14.4%, which is just under 25.5 million between our 12 cornerbacks on the roster, obviously. Next year, you'll have moved that Hayden, Taylor and McCordy cap on. So uh, that'll clear up just over 6 million and 3.5%, which uh, would move us around to around where my target is, which is at 11.5%, I think is something I'm going to have to come back to and increase that figure slightly and reduce the linebacker figure. Um, purely from the aspect of how important cornerbacks are coming and linebackers are less important. But obviously, this is from the balance of we as a team is still playing with um, a starting base defense of three linebackers and two cornerbacks, which I think is wrong. We shouldn't be doing it. But um, I'm not running the Browns. Dorsey, if you're listening, have a word with Greg Williams. I would much rather see reduce one of them uh, linebackers and put another cornerback out there. So um, we'll see what happens, but m nearly every team, I think there's, it's us and one other team, and I forget who they are, they're the only teams that aren't drifting towards starting with at least three cornerbacks or five defensive backs on the uh, field. So hopefully it's a change we see moving forward. And just sort of predicting what's going to happen to that room. Obviously Ward's been phenomenal. Gaines has come in and he he did really well in the odd snaps he'd had before. And then he, for me, was probably our player of the game um, on Sunday. So I think he can definitely, he took his sort of under 4 million prove it deal. I think he can easily be coming back and asking for a, a decent contract um, come uh, the end of the season. Or hopefully we start tapping him up during the season. He's only on... Uh, 3.865 so I think he can probably talk about maybe the 5 million mark um, just give him a uh, 3 year 5 million um, a year deal put some guarantees in there and I think you've then got your solid third choice cornerback and worst comes worse if you start developing more young cheap talent then you trade him off because someone will happily take that contract on for someone that has played at a high level you've got Terence Mitchell who has been phenomenal considering he had a three-year £10 million deal. Um, we've got him tied up nice and cheap the next two years at £3.666 million. So um, he's going to be one that will be here to stay. Um, I think he's been probably 
In terms of all of our free agent signings, I think there's a good argument that he's definitely been the best. He's just come in and produced and um, brilliant work from him. The one that I think might be gone at the end of this season is uh, TJ Carey. Um, he just has not produced and he, he's on 5.3 million this year sort of to be our starting slot cornerback and a nickelbacker. But um, he's not been doing the job. And the next three years, it's 8.9, 8.1 and 8.6 million. So it's a very expensive contract. In terms of if we wanted to cut him at the end of this year, there's still a 4.7 million dead cap on that because he's got 2 million in uh, guaranteed uh, money next year. So I think you're going to be looking, are we going to uh, move on? There's more guarantees coming as well. Um, on the fifth day of the 2019 league year, another 5.5 million will become fully guaranteed. Uh, he's got per game roster bonuses. Um, he's got money if he's selected for the Pro Bowl, but that's never happening, so not too worried about that. We might look to trade him if someone would be that interested. I don't know if they will. Um, you could get that down to 2.7 million if you traded him pre-June 1st next season. So um, I think he's one to keep an eye on and he might not hang around or they might just go, let's just have him for one more year, um, have him as a depth player and who knows, he, he might come on later in this year and develop but I've not been impre that impressed so far. So uh, he might be one to keep an eye on cutting but I'd say the rest of that room of your starters, of your Mitchell, your Ward, your Gaines, I think they're here to stay. The rest of them, I don't think they're going to be around very long. Um, I think we're going to go out and draft one quite high next year and uh, we'll continue to add. I don't think you're going to see any big free agency additions unless Gaines leaves um, and it will be very much just building that depth through the draft. So in terms of your contracts for your cornerbacks, you've got four tiers of contracts. If you look at Zach Moore and Caponomics, is a book you should all go away and read. Um, if you're looking at his numbers, your tier one is 6 to 9%. Your tier two is three to six percent. Your tier three is one and a half to three percent, and then your tier four is quarter of a percent to one and a half percent. Excuse me. And how you build up that room of the six um, tier one, um, a one tier one player. Your second person in the roster is a tier three player, and then I would have two first or second round picks, and then two third to seventh round picks and I think the, the reason why I'm up for just spending high picks in that position is because when you're going to start seeing some of these top cornerbacks paid they're going to be start getting paid crazy crazy money um, so you've had sort of the burst where some of these pass rushers are getting paid like insane levels I think you're going to start seeing that for the top cornerbacks in the league as we move more and more to a passing league and if I'm looking for how many starter level cornerbacks I want on my roster. I want five cornerbacks that I'm happy starting to be on my roster competing for three spots because in my base defense I'm going to be having four on the D-line, two linebackers and then I'm going to have three cornerbacks and two safeties. So for me you've got to have five that you're happy with. You're going to get injuries. Um, as Steve Palazzolo says over at PFF, you can never have enough cornerbacks and he's right. Draft them early, draft them often. So if I was looking at where to get them in the draft, they're one of them positions, take them in the first round. I think Ward has been phenomenal. I was telling everyone start of the season, I said, don't 
put too much weight on him. He's going to take time to develop. And no, he's just gone, shut up, Jack. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to deliver. I'm going to deliver on every single snap and I'm going to do what I want. So uh, congratulations, Denzel. You have been absolutely incredible at the start of this season. I think it's a straight fight between him and uh, Leonard at the Indianapolis Colts for Defensive Rookie of the Year. I think they're certainly the two up there at the moment. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I think if Baker continues to perform, he should have an easy shoe in at um, Rookie of the Year just because he is a quarterback. Um, it's a quarterback league. So, um, no, it's going to be interesting um, what happens there. So, I think it's a really interesting room that we can develop and we can move to being very, very solid. We obviously need to get some of that dead cap off because carrying six and a half or just shy of six and a half million in dead cap is horrendous. Um, I understand why it's been done, but dead cap, um, you think, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's only a small bit of money. There is direct correlation between the teams that have the most dead cap usually end up doing some of the worst in the league. And the teams with the least dead cap are the ones that usually go successive times to the playoffs. Obviously, there's a few exceptions to that rule. But if you look at the team with the most dead cap this year, it's the Buffalo Bills. And no surprise, they're not doing very well. So um, let's do what we can to keep that down. Obviously, it helps with roster management if you're keeping your uh, dead cap as low as possible because it gives you more money to spend in other places. But um, So we've got two more shows left as we do this position-by-position look-through. Um, we've got the safeties next week, and then we've got the special teams, just kickers, punter, and long snapper the week after. So that will take us to 10 shows. And then we've got some exciting week coming up in December. I'm not going to tell you when and what it's about, but I've been contacting some of the brightest minds in the analytical world in to do with the NFL, and uh, they've agreed to do a show. So we're going to have a special week for you, start of December. And uh, I'm aiming for... I think we're going to get four great minds on, and um, it's going to be interesting, guys. So, uh, well, I'm back with a little extra bit from Tuesday morning. The news has come out um, that the Raiders have benched on Sunday Gary and Conley, and I think that is a uh, interesting thing we could take advantage of if Gruden's looking to dump him. Um, first round pick last year had. Um, some good spells opposite um, Marshawn Lattimore. Obviously has a relationship with Ward. I think get on the phone, Dorsey. Give him Gruden a call and see what he wants. Because if he's willing to dump him for a late round pick, say a fourth or a fifth, I think that's a pump worth taking. He's only just started his second year. He's a first round pick, so you can potentially have him for another uh, four, sorry, three and a half years. Three and a half yeah, three and a half years. So um, I reckon that's a really nice addition. You can never have enough good cornerbacks. You've got people like Thomas that I don't think is going to become anything on our roster. So um, let's go and make the move, Dorsey. Give Gruden a bell. It looks like my bets are coming in on the Browns to win more games than the Giants. And then my really bold bet of the uh, Browns to win the division. I think I'm going to be in the money this year. So... Um, Keep your chins up, guys. Um, the future's bright. The future's Baker. Let's go, Brownies. Yeah.